This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app.
Well, good evening. This is uh, Totally Wild on Fresh FM. It's Sunday, uh, September the 19th, 1975. And that was a band called Neu <coughs> from Germany. And the track was called uh, Hallo Gallo. Hello, okay. Hello, Jack. Uh, hello there. Good <laughs> evening, everyone. Hi. It goes on for about nine minutes. I, I kind of trimmed it down a bit. Cause uh, I was wondering when something else would happen. It, it goes goes like that for nine minutes. Mm. Okay. It's kind of, you know, this 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 kind of you know that kind of crap rock thing, a drone kind of song, I guess. Yeah, yeah. where you repeat the same. <coughs> you'd never change uh, the Anything main sort of just repeats, repeats verse. At all. It doesn't go verse for us. It's just no, no, one no. verse continually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is. Um, um, I think it's nice um, to figure out it's sort of an art to figure out what is the best sort of music to just have in the background and what notes can you repeatedly just repeat over and over <laughs> again to sort of most people don't think that's music at all yeah of course not but um, I, I think it's an interesting concept uh, of course that music would never sell and that music would never uh, top the charts usually but no um, not on the whole but I still think that crowd rock is, crowd rock is um, an interesting thing yeah yeah uh, so, so we're, we're, if, you, if you haven't listened before and it's your first time, then commiserations. Um, we're stuck in 1975 and we're playing music from 1975. And, yes. And Jack might tell us a bit about 1975 occasionally. Occasionally, yes. So, um, you remember you remember the um, house prices of 1970 and <coughs> whatnot. I, I tell everyone who I ever meet, Jack, it's best never to say to me, "Do you remember?" Because probably I won't. Okay. You know, it's it's like. If, if it, 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 you know, I, I work with, with people who might have some memory loss, and it's always a good thing to remem- to try and remember never to say, "Do you remember?" Because oh. mostly do, they don't, and it's uh, the same for me. Ah, uh, okay. House prices in 1970. <coughs> uh-huh. I haven't got a clue. No. Um, so they were around about ten thousand for uh, a new house, a brand new house, and you could get a really nice house with multiple rooms. Uh, we're talking uh, dollars. Uh, ten thousand US dollars. Yes. US dollars. Um, and just five years later, the average cost of a new house has gone up to $39,300. Oh, inflation then. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, what's happened in the early 70s is a lot of inflation. Uh, the yearly inflation rate for the UK is 24%. Wow. So it goes up a quarter. Mm, yeah. Uh, for America, it's not as bad, 92 but that's still pretty uh, concerning. Quite, yeah, yeah. Mm. So inf- inflationary pressures were quite, were quite quite bad in England, I remember. Yeah growing up and this was mainly caused by the price of chocolate just kept going up honestly really? as, a, as a kid yeah i just remember just <laughs> you know <laughs> the concerns of the children yeah your curly whirly was you know it was getting more expensive every time mm-hmm. mm. yeah and your pocket money wasn't going up the same you know yes <laughs> there was no it wasn't it wasn't linked to inflation the pocket money yeah no printing of pocket money there wasn't there was no i couldn't go into the shed and print money mm-hmm. well i could but I won't say any more about that. Uh huh. Okay. So apart from inflationary stuff, there was a, there was things with the oil, weren't there? Which we we, we probably talked about. Uh, yes, uh, we already mentioned that yeah. in 1973. Yeah. OPEC uh, increasing the price of oil. Yep. Um, oh, and um, uh, North Sea oil has been discovered in 1975. So uh, that that's good for the UK, I guess. Yeah, it was good, very good, very good for 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 some parts of the UK, certainly Scotland as well. Yeah, who, who got very rich over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Anything else? Nope. Uh, Nothing else from nineteen seventy-five. I don't have too much. So you don't have too much. Okay, let's have yeah. some more music then. This is a uh, Janice Ian. Mm-hmm. 
I learned the truth at seventeen That love was meant for beauty queens In high school girls with clear skin smiles Who married young and then retired The valentines I never knew The Friday night charades of youth Were spent on one more beautiful At seventeen I learned the truth And those of us with ravaged faces Lacking in the social graces Desperately remained at home Inventing lovers on the phone Who called to say come dance with me It isn't all it seems It's seventeen A brown-eyed girl in hand-me-downs Whose name I never could pronounce Said pity please the ones who serve They only get what they deserve In the rich relation hometown queen With a guarantee of company And haven for the elderly Remember those who win the game Lose the love they sought to gain In debentures of quality And dubious integrity The small Selves, it's solitaire, inventing 
ugly girls like me at 17. Janice Ian and a song called At 17. So we were listening to the trailers before this. Were you listening? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. There was that, that one you really like, Drive Drive Alive. Drive Alive, yes. It's got that kind of... It's got this, um, I guess acid, it's acid, acid jazz. jazz. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Jazz funk. And you think it's good, don't you? Oh, well, I just like that music. Yeah. Uh, I know that. Um, have you ever listened to the show? No. No, okay. Because he said, he said they have entertaining guests. Oh, huh. Isn't that good? Yeah. We could, do you think we could get that? Do you think we could get entertaining guests? Yeah, I wonder how entertaining they are. Oh, uh, we're not entertaining enough? Well, we're not guests, are we? We're oh, that's true. Hosts. We should invite someone who's that's entertaining. The difference between hosts and guests. Mm. Anyway, okay. uh, so last week we talked about the, the invention of video cassettes, uh-huh. which are now obsolete, of course. <laughs> Completely yes. obsolete. What do you mean? It's 1975. Yeah. Um, They're the hottest thing on the market. The hottest thing there. Um, and what, what else What else was it invented that year? Anything else? Well, there's some things that are looking even more promising than cassettes, if you can believe in 1975. Yes. And it's something called a... Okay, so you know that we have massive computers in rooms to, you know, yes. calculate your paycheck yeah. and, yeah. you know, do um, basic math. Yeah, and the big tapes get spinning around. Yeah, yeah and they're yeah. just a colossal waste of space. But... um some bright sparks in California mm. or I think actually in Washington uh, they're thinking of making the computer a personal computer right. that people can use in their everyday sort of lives in yeah. their own homes Right. and um, this personal computer is being innovated by a small, country, a small company called Microsoft founded by a guy called Bill Gates right and, that, and that's in 1975 yes right okay mm-hmm so they started by building computers and not software. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Because now they're the kind of global uh, domination of of software. Oh, with, um, with Windows, but um, they were they were making computers as well, or just the software, maybe. Anyway. Uh, so they were helping um, the build the program, the basic program. Okay. For um, computers. Uh huh. I don't think they were building the hardware, but the software for the computer. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The worst thing that ever happened is to bring the computer into the home, you know. Why, do you, think, why do you think that? Um, I don't know. Okay, so you, just, tasted, you just stated something with <laughs> absolute certainty, like, ah, oh, yes, this is the worst thing that has ever happened. Why is it the worst thing that ever happened? I don't know. No, I, I can't, I can't, um, I can't add any um, thing to that. To, to, to. Do you just not like Bill Gates? My argument. Do you just not like? Uh, Microsoft. I don't. I don't. I don't like those people. Well, I don't know Bill Gates, but I'm. Yeah. You know, he's got too much money, hasn't he? You have that you know, feeling of. And he kind of just he, he behaves like he's some sort of philanthropist, but mm-hmm. you know, he's not really, is he? It's you know, if you, if you, if you you know, you're quite capable of giving all your money away if you're that rich, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, all well, of it. All of it. I have no idea how I'd might ma- manage sixty billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a million dollars is already like, okay, that's... I know Bill Gates bought an island, out. didn't he? Ten I mean, million, that's a lot. Then you go to a hundred million, oh boy, that's a right. lot. And then once you start getting the billions, it starts just getting s- silly. Yeah, impossible, isn't it? You, for me, it would be, to manage that m- amount of money. Yeah. Um, 
and when it comes to these, you, you know, do you think when it gets so much, you just kind of ignore it? And you Maybe forget, you forget about it because you don't. You know, there, there comes a point when you, you don't have to think about money anymore, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There's you don't have to consider how you're going to pay your bills, or which is ironic because in 1975, everyone is kind of strapped for cash, and then yeah, yeah. Bill Gates is going to become a guy who is never going to have to worry about money in his life. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, soon. So too much money well, just makes you not not eventually. value not value money at all. Maybe. Of course not. Yeah. It's like um, it, if you uh, live in a place like Nelson, you are never going to value sunshine because there's sunshine usually all around every year. Mm. But if you live in a place like Ireland, then, oh boy, when sunshine comes out, oh, yes. It's so good. Yes, it's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. We take things for granted, I guess. Of course. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Jack. Uh, see you, Bob Marley. <laughs> Everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. Everything's. 
as Bob Marley and the Wailers and uh, No Woman No Cry. Of course, I say of course because most people probably know that is. Uh, you're talking about land marches. There's some some protests going on around the world. Uh, and this and in yes. this country. Uh, an important one happened in 1975. Yeah. Um, after six months of planning, um, a few marchers left uh, Tihapua in the far north of New Zealand to do a 1,100-kilometre walk to Wellington. And it's to to call an end to the um, sale of Mali, uh, the alienation of Mali land. Yeah. Um, And this uh, march was led by a 79-year-old woman called Fina Cooper. Uh Uh, 5,000 people um, end up, you know, gathering um, I guess meeting them yes uh, along the way along the way uh, to hand then and present a 60,000 signature petition to the Prime Minister who at the time was Bill Rowling who was uh, Labour uh, Labour Prime Minister okay um, Robert Muldoon would shortly be um, elected yes uh, afterwards you're smiling when you say Robert Muldoon yes because uh, um, well um, despite his you know character flaws. I, I kind of like the extremely. Um, Do you think he had character flaws? Eccentric. Of course, of course, he did. He was an alcoholic. Um, oh, was he? Oh yes, he was. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but I always like the sort of eccentric prime ministers. I don't really like the extremely fake ones. The ones that don't that just put up this manufactured <laughs> personality and then just say the right things and then behind the doors they'll be a completely different person and you. It feels like you're being lied to. But um, a person who is extremely brazen. Um, so the ones, the ones who are remembered, are, are the ones who do have those flaws or something flamboyant or eccentric about them, don't they? Yes, you have. You you have know, no, no one really remembers John Major in in the UK. I no, mean, he's just like mm. not very exciting. But Thatcher, but, of course. But Thatcher stands massive in history. So yeah. does Churchill. Yes. Um, who else? Um, I. So that's where it stops. You see. No, hold on. Uh, there's Richard Nixon in the USA. Oh yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, then uh, Teddy Roosevelt as well. Yeah, yeah. He was quite um, significant. And then also uh, Andrew Jackson, a man that was a wild, he was a wild man. Andrew Absolutely. Jackson. Yes. What year was that? Uh, oh, that was in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't know who he is. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Including me, really. Uh, but, like, but like Trump will be remembered, won't he? Because he's just, he was just like you know so out there. Mm, yeah. Um, whether you want to be remembered for being um, a, flawed, a flawed person with an alcohol problem, like Mr. Muldoon, well, um, or whether you want to be remembered for changing the world. Well, well the thing is, like Nick, a president like Nixon, he has these fail- massive failings, but then also these triumphs, because um, Nixon mm. did eventually pull America out of Vietnam, not in the best way. Yeah, but it wasn't. Um, they, they were going to lose the war, but um, they were able to pull out. Um, most of their troops yes um and then also uh he uh formed the epa uh-huh. and he did what and the election in 1972 yeah. he won in a landslide so yes. he did a lot of good things yeah okay. uh, he had successes yeah. Yeah. um and then the, a lot of these like really sort of fake manufactured sort of presidents you get like bush and you get like um <laughs> uh, bill clinton um, you sort of look at their legacies and you just think was there there wasn't, wasn't as many triumphs there wasn't as many sort of massive successes and the, su- the successes they do have are kind of like muted or they're kind of 
Um, yeah. they, they have this additional problem to them that will become yes. a problem later down the road. And I, I don't like... Yeah. I, I, maybe it's a trend that I'm just hyperfixated and looking for because I have this way of looking at history, but I don't know. Mm. That's a massive mm. tangent that I've just... Yeah, we're going from Muldoon to Nixon. Yeah. Which is probably an easy, easy, easy walk. Um, <laughs> uh, not like the walk that, that um, these people did in 75. It was a very long walk, without 1,000 mm. kilometres. Yes. There was another, another land march around the world somewhere else? Uh, yeah, in Morocco. Um, of course, not really. Um, How far did they go? Uh, well, they probably, probably lo- uh, walked a long way because Morocco is a fairly large country. Yeah. And they marched 350,000 Moroccans across uh, the border into this region um, just south of Morocco called what the Western Sahara, which is control- well, was controlled by Spain, and it demanded the return of this um, region. Right. So that was more political and more uh, geopolitical, you know. Yeah, and hot probably. Oh, yeah, that must have been a really tough march. Well, at least in New Zealand you might get a bit of rain now and again, mm-hmm. mightn't you? Yeah. We do tend to. All right. Well, thank you, Jack. Uh, this is a Backham and Turner Overdrive.
That was Backman Turner over, Overdrive and uh, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Dad Rock. Dad Rock. Was that Dad Rock? Yeah, I could imagine Dad's uh, rocking out that, that in their garage. So yeah. f- funny, funny these kind of songs from that era because I probably liked them when I was like 10 at the time. I thought, oh, that's a good song. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like really good. And then, of course, when I became slightly more uh, self conscious, maybe that's uh-huh. the best word, I probably hated it. And now, yeah. then you realize actually it's a good song. What's wrong with it? Yes. Like ABBA, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like ABBA. Like yeah. most people's journey with ABBA. You know, if you hear it as a child, you think, oh, that's that's a nice tune. Yeah. And then you think, oh, actually, I shouldn't like that. It's funny how we decide those things. Yes. You've, never, you've never been like that, of course. You're very lucky. Uh, I I think I did kind of look down on ABBA when I was a teenager. Did you? Um, but I didn't actually listen to ABBA. Right. I didn't understand ABBA. And then um, I, I think last year, I actually properly, or no, Two years ago, I then probably had a listen to ABBA, and I thought, well, uh, yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other things that are happening in 1975. Uh, Dutch elm disease. Oh. This is a, w- a word that has entered the public sort of vernacular. Yeah. Yeah, or popular vernacular, I should yeah. say. Uh, yes, this um, was a disease that ravaged 3 million elm trees in the, uni- in the UK. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand it really. I never understood it, but I used to hear about it all the time. Yeah. And you'd go, you'd, if you went f- into the forests, you would see kind of things closed off and stuff. Mm. Dutch elm disease. Yes. Yeah, terrible. And I used to blame the Dutch, but yeah, I shouldn't blame the Dutch because <laughs> I didn't know whether it was a Dutch disease that affected elms uh-huh. or, or whether it was a disease that affected Dutch elms, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Do you see what I mean? I couldn't You don't you. know either, do you? I, I'm pretty sure there wouldn't be a massive amount of Dutch elms in the UK that need to be preserved. I'd imagine these are Maybe native a species, elms. Species of, of elm called Dutch elm. Yeah. And this disease affected those, those that species. And affected uh, <coughs> British elms disproportionately. Yeah. That's what I think. I, don't, I never knew and I don't know to this day. And I'd really like to know, actually, if anyone knows, yeah. perhaps they could just drop a, drop a, drop a line or something. It's fascinating. Or perhaps I could just Google it and find out mm. for myself. It's fascinating when you see... Uh, different sort of fauna um, be placed into or different sort of you know microbes and organisms be placed into a different completely different environment on the planet and then it turns out that's actually just a ravenous sort of disease and pest or parasite that will actually completely ravage that region oh. of the world if introduced look at New Zealand and, and all its um, you know introduced pests and mm, yeah. predators and you know lots of you know non-native plants aren't there yeah like cats and dogs and yes yes well they're not so much they don't really probably you know cats a, a cat doesn't cats doesn't, kill, a doesn't kill the wecker does it really oh no he doesn't no no the wecker's like a big bird mm-hmm. but you know i'm thinking about stoats and weasels and obviously the possum and things like that rabbits. i hear about that yeah 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 pretty hard to to put back put the genie back in the bottle it's hard isn't it mm. like you can't yeah. suddenly say let's Hey, let's let's not introduce any more possums. Actually, it's too late now. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and, the, and the cane toad in Australia, for example. And there's always these, Ooh. <clears throat> you know, the cane toad was way worse. These species that that get introduced, isn't this a problem? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know whether they were Dutch elms or elms that were affected by a Dutch disease. I wouldn't know. I don't know either. Anyway, anything. Uh, what else happened? Um, I feel bad for those elm trees. Now. Multiple countries get independence, like uh, Mozambique gets independence from. Portugal, the oh, uh, Portuguese, not the yeah. not the Dutch. No. I was guessing. Yeah, the Dutch don't really. I have. thought we get a link. 
Well, they were, yeah. Uh, that would have been perfect, but no. Um, Tuvalu <laughs> gains independence <laughs> from Great Britain. Uh, Suriname. Oh, they gain independence from the Nut Dutch. Oh, okay, there we go. There we go. There's the tie-in. Um, uh, Angola get, gains independence from Portugal. So Portugal is uh, freeing their colonies. They're just saying, okay, be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to govern you. It's a bit, it's a bit, I thought it was a little bit late in the 70s, isn't it? Yes. Um, po- late Portuguese um, decolonization you know. was a bit later than the rest of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but certainly later than the British and the French. Mm, mm. Well, the French could have sort of just... I guess they decolonized, but they're south. Yeah, yeah. Mm. In yeah. Southeast Asia, it was a di- it was a disaster for that. Let's just say. Yes, yes, T- totally. All right, thank you, Jack. Uh, this is uh, Pink Floyd. Remember. Shine on your crazy diamond 
reo irirangi o te tauihu o te waka Māori, Fresh FM, tauke!
David Bowie and Young Americans from 1975 and before that Pink Floyd and Shine On You Crazy Diamond uh, which people might not know was written about the original singer Sid Barrett who took too much acid and developed a psychotic oh, yeah. illness so oh, it was okay. about him really uh, mm. and the, sto- the story goes that he actually walked in whilst they were recording the album um, you know kind of very dishevelled and carrying kind of carrier bags and walked in and just walked out again because oh. um, okay. he, he's Remained ill for the rest of his life, really, unfortunately, on and off. But oh, became yeah. a very good painter, said Barrett. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I'm just going to tell you a, sto- a conversation I had this week. Is that all right? Have you got anything more you want to add, or can I just kind of talk? Uh, nope. Shall I tell you my story? Sure. Okay. So uh, I, 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 I'm involved with people who might have to handle or, or be exposed to people's bodily fluids, as you know. People yes. working care. Mm-hmm. Uh, caregiving, nursing, that kind of thing. Uh, so somebody sent me a policy about handling or, or being careful about bodily fluids yes <clears throat> and one of the one of the one of the things about it was what to do if if you get exposed to it yeah you know like uh, if, if it's splashing your eye then you would you know if you kind of wash it out and stuff like that yeah um, and one of one of the paragraphs said um uh, if you get it in your mouth spit it out and i and i i i you know if you get blood in your mouth or urine uh, in your mouth then spit it out uh, I, I don't know how you'd get it in your mouth to start with of pretty, course pretty pretty hard to do um, and I wondered why, whether we had to put spit it out in the policy because it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it should be it should be spat out. You know, you know. And then I said, well, you're not you're not going to gargle with it unless it's urine, of course, because oh, we, yeah. we know that the Romans used to do what? They used to gargle with urine. They used to gargle with urine, Portuguese urine. If anyone doesn't know that, that's what uh-huh. they used to do. So I was having a conversation with this person about gargling with urine, and then they told me that in China, okay, okay. There is a delicacy where they take an egg and they boil it in baby boy's urine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it has to be baby boy's. And I said, and I said, well, that's okay because it's a boiled egg. It's like got a shell. And then, of course, they said, well, it's semi-permeable, isn't it? So it will actually go into the egg. And then, in fact, when it's boiling, they crack the egg just to make the, the yolk go green. Okay. I hope no one's eating their tea whilst they're listening or anything. What do you oh. think of that? It's a delicacy. And uh, I want to know how you get the baby boy's urine, because most baby boys just urinate into a nappy, and you can't get the urine... You can't get them to urinate in a toilet for oh, a long seen, time. Uh, you know I, I mean? I've seen some um, uh, things about Chinese society. Um, diapers aren't widely used oh, in they? China. All right. Um, especially so, not the disposable nappies that we have in um, uh, other countries. Yeah. Well, uh, why, why do you think it's baby boys, Joe? Uh, perhaps pH levels? You think so? Or it's cultural, just cultural. I think probably isn't it. Maybe because I mean the whole thing was was about having a, a boy, wasn't it? And they had the one child policy and stuff. It was, you know, 
No, that thing should probably date back for, you know, a few centuries or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's very weird. important. Very important for some cultures to have a, a boy rather than a girl, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. You think the delicacy, the delic- delicacy goes back a long yeah. time? The, uh, probably. Probably. That sounds very odd. Yeah, very it, it was odd, wasn't it? But now I understand why many Chinese families opted to have... <laughs> You know, baby boys over girls. So they could have... their one child yeah. policy so they could have... The, the, the egg thing. Yes, the egg delicacy. I, I don't think it's commonly eaten across China. It's just, it was it was a, apparently a delicacy. <coughs> in one region. Hopefully one region. I hope I, it's just I one really, region. really don't know, Jack. I but, hope um, it's just one region. Yeah, I wouldn't... That's would you eat it? Hard. Would you eat it? Would you eat one? No. No. Mm. Never. And no. this is a guy who would eat sheep's eyeballs if it was offered R- to would him. Would you? Yes, I would. <laughs> but not an egg boiled in baby boy's urine? No. Really? No. Oh. I, I would eat, um, I, I guess, chicken feet. Right. I would eat um, the brains of a monkey which was offered to me. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, it, it kind of does, but it's, it's, you know, they're part of an animal, and I mean, right. I feel like I could eat it. Yes. But when, when something is, like, you know, put into contact with... You know, yeah. urine or yeah. fecal matter or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not eating that. Okay. No, thank you. All right. Well, uh, on that note, I think I think we'll go because I think any oh, reputation. Wait. No, 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 no. Actually, oh, there, there's what? um coffee what? in <laughs> Indonesia where I think civets um were well, um actually um um how do I say this? They poo out uh the coffee beans and then that's used as yes. coffee. Right. So uh, maybe that's actually an exception, but I don't know. You would drink the coffee from the faecal matter of civets. Is that what you're saying? <sighs> Apparently it's really tasty, but... <laughs> oh, gosh, now... It does something to the coffee bean, doesn't it? Yeah, it does something in- to the coffee the, bean. Inside, inside the gut of the, the, of the civet. civets. Yeah, that's right. Body. But still, that is kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I you ponder know. that. We'll ask you next week. If yeah, that's sure. I, I'll need a year to think about it. Because our <laughs> reputation has probably died, what little yeah. we had... Uh, so we'll end with some Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And, uh, Next year is 1976. Uh, yeah, join us. We won't talk about urine or feces or anything like that. I promise. All right. Led Zeppelin, in my time of dying. Good night. Good night. Thank you.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.